welcome. First of all, welcome. This is Unsolicited Perspectives. I'm Bruce Anthony, your host here to lead the conversation in important events and topics that are shaping today's society. Join the conversation by following us wherever you get your audio podcasts. Subscribe to our YouTube channel to get our video podcast. Rate, review, like, comment, share. Share with your friends, share with your family, hell, even share with your enemies. On today's episode, it's the Sibling Happy Hour. I'm here with my sis, Jay Andrea. We're going to be dilly-dallying talk, talking about uh, Monique and her new interview on Club Shay Shay. We're going to do a new segment called Rip from the Headlines. And what would you do if your ex left you money in the will? But that's enough of the intro. Let's get to the show. What up, sis? What up, brother? Uh, I could call it, and I could say that that intro took three takes, and uh, it's been a while did. since I had to do that. It did. It took a second, <laughs> but that's all right. You know, we're gonna we're gonna pick it up. We're gonna pick up the pace. I I, I am you know rattled today because the water was shut off in my building, and my building is uh, fairly new. It was built yeah. in two thousand and eight. Um, so it had, it, but I think they built it and they rushed. Because certain things don't work properly. I yeah. swear the plumbing in this system is good when it's working, but they always got to do something with the pipes. So they have to shut off the water. And I'll be honest, the heat in the main areas, like, don't work. The heat in our mm-hmm. places work because that's mm-hmm. we control that. We all have our individual units. Right. But the units that control, like, the gym downstairs and, like, the main areas – uh it don't it don't really be uh it don't really be working like that well i'm gonna tell you you know listen you can call maintenance and that's great um i wish i could do that but yeah that's true that's true that is just just remember like there are perks yeah. to, to apartment living and yeah. uh why do you think i haven't bought a place i think yeah. of every time i i know somebody that buys a place and they move in Something always freaking breaks. Yeah. And I'm just constantly. like, yeah, that, it's like- that is literally home ownership is constantly <laughs> trying to fix things. Everything once it's broken costs $1,500 to fix. <laughs> and I was like, if I get one more quote from a plumber, electrician, HVAC, anything that's $1,500, I'm going to think all of y'all are in on this because how is everything cost me $1,500 to fix? I'm sick of it now. Like, I'm really sick of it. But but you can't catch a break. I mean, you fix one thing, then the tree fall on your house. Yeah. And, and you know, you know from before, Roni had a little boo-boo on her back. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, right. Okay. So now we got that cleared up. Uh Uh-huh. She woke up this morning with pink eye. Yeah, when you told me that, I had never heard of a dog getting pink eye before. It is extremely rare, and it would be <laughs> my dog. Because <laughs> I had to Google it. I was like, it looks like pink eye. Like, all right. the symptoms of a person getting pink eye, that's mm-hmm. what she's got. And so I was like, can dogs get pink eye? I looked it up. Very rare, but yes, they can get pink eye, and she definitely has it. Okay, you think she has pink eye, but when you go to the vet tomorrow, right, you'll find out right. for sure. It could right. just be some allergic reaction to something going on. It could be, but it's got, you know, when you get pink, I think everybody's had pink eye at least once in their life. Yeah, but I like, know new parents constantly get pink eye. 
Yeah, it's it's crusty. Your eye is red. It's constantly what. That's exactly what she's got going on. I will say this: I thought I had pink eye a couple of months ago. Come to find out, it was just my allergies. Oh, because okay. I was waking up with crust, and I was like, "I got pink eye. I got pink eye." <laughs> so, so I right. freaked out and went to the went to the, like, did the I, doctor. Did I not wash my hands good? Right. Or what did which, I do? Which is rare because we know I wash my hands fifty times a day. Yes, uh, it's really ridiculous. Anytime I touch anything, I'm washing my hands. I'm constantly washing my hands because I'm I, allergic to the world. I have to wash my hands. I think that's the reason why people could tell how old I am because they could look at my hands. And even though I'm moisturized, I just wash my hands so much. That you got to get a better hand cream. I've been using the, I've been using the uh, petroleum drip. Uh, just see. Ladies just say and gentlemen, yeah, J- ladies and gentlemen, that little flub up that kept happening when I was trying to do the intro earlier today. <laughs> and, and it's all because the water was turned off. I didn't get my shower until right before the show. We're doing the show a little bit earlier today than we normally would do it. And I'm all discombobulated. But we're going to have we're going to give you a good show. It's going to be a good show regardless. Regardless. As, I mean, speaking of water, though. You know, because we share an Amazon account. I recently got a bidet attachment for my guest bathroom. I have one in my master bath. You honestly, you can't tell me nothing about a bidet. Like it's, it's a requirement. Like I have to have a bidet. It used to be, it used to be people had to have wet wipes. And I know this conversation is getting kind of nasty, but follow us here, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen. It yeah. used to be a conversation where if you didn't have no wet wipes, you was nasty as hell. Now, I feel like if I can't use the bathroom with a bidet in it, just are leave you, my life. Are you really getting clean? Yeah, like, I just leave my life. If a very strong stream of water <laughs> is not hitting your asshole, are you getting clean? You could have said anus. You could have nope. said anus there. Okay. No, no. But... <laughs> So I put it in the guest bathroom. Mm-hmm. Okay. It it is You had it when I was there. I was very thankful. Yes, I was super yes. excited. Well, it's come to my attention that we might suck a little bit because as far as like the requirements of a bidet, most people don't have a damn bidet. And most people <laughs> do not recognize what is on the toilet when they see okay. the handle. Right. They're thinking flush. <laughs> several people have gotten up, turned that little handle, and gotten water right to the crotch. <laughs> several people. And there has been a couple times where I've heard, ah, come out of my bathroom. And I'm like, they just got hit with that bidet. They just got hit with the bidet. Hold on, but there's a toilet handle right there or where a normal toilet handle would be. So how would they get confused? Because my toilet handle's on the side. It's not on the front. Uh, I think mine is on the side too. Maybe that's the reason why I'm used to it. Yeah. I think nothing of it. Who's is on the front nowadays? I think most of them are on the side. No, I think, I want to say most of them, the handle, the flush handle's on the front. I don't know. Y'all look at y'all toilets and you tell us. Maybe maybe home toilets. Because I know if you use a public toilet, well, nowadays it's all automatic. But if there is a handle, it's always on the side. Well, that's what you can, you know, kick it. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Because I don't put my 
I don't put my hands on no. If a toilet is not automatic and it's public, I'm not Look, putting my it, hands on that. Yeah, it might it might not get a flush. <laughs> if I can't kick it good. No, then it's it, gonna flush because yeah. if somebody <laughs> comes in after me and I hadn't flushed, that's embarrassing as hell. It's gonna it's always gonna get a flush. But I'm I just hey, gotta man. do it. My bad. I just, just got to do a jump kick <laughs> from from the as far as from the stall as I can get, and I jump kick front kick. Sometimes you get, if you can get a side kick in, that's good. And, and them stalls be real tight, but if you can get a side yeah. kick in, my feet won't fit where a side kick. Okay, you got to do a front I, kick. Yeah, yeah, I got to do. I yeah. actually, it's not even a front kick; it's a heel kick. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's it's really a leg drop because I, <laughs> it's a hawk on the leg drop. I bring my leg up and the heel comes down onto the handle. <laughs> That's mm, honestly mm, what it is. But yeah, a lot of people I, to the point where it's like, should I take the bidet off of the guest bathroom toilet? No, 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 <laughs> no. Too many people are leaving my house with a wet crotch. Just, just put a sign up. I already, already have, have a, the sign that says "Don't do coke in the bathroom." Yeah, now I gotta do. Now I gotta put up another sign. Hey, I got a bidet. Right, the handles on the side of the toilet. The bidet handle is down below. Or just tell people when they come into the house and they get ready to use the bathroom. Look, and honestly, how many new people are coming in? Right, spraying spraying themselves. Right, and then come back and don't realize. Oh, it's a bidet. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people come out of the bathroom and be like, what the hell is wrong with your toilet? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing's right. wrong with it. Let's be honest. It's a bidet. <laughs> Let's be honest. Had we not been introduced to a bidet when we were on a, a vacation one time, yeah, we would probably look at it and not know what the hell it is either. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like yeah. If, if there was just a handle on the side of the toilet, I mean- now, is there a little picture of a butt with water spraying on it? That yes. it very much is. It yes. very much is. I was about to bring that up. I was like, it's a, it's, it's a picture that tells you exactly what it is that you're about to be doing here. But if you're just, you know, thinking it's the the flusher, and you go and you grab it, you go and get it, water. They think crack. you have a, a a handicapped toilet or something like that. Why would the handle be poking all the way out on the side like that? I don't listen. I don't know, but it's happened enough times where I'm like, the common <laughs> denominator is me because I am the one who knows it's a bidet, knows what it's for, and uh, clearly I'm not communicating it well enough to people. We, I think you're right. I think I do need to put a sign up. A sign up, or just tell them. Just be like, hey, look. When you go I to never the bathroom, remember a bidet is so much a part of my life <laughs> it <is. laughs> that it, it, I don't give it a second thought. I don't ever forget that I have it, but right. yes, it's just it's automatic now because I've had yeah. mine. I was a, I was the one who introduced you to these yes. attachments. Yes, and I've had mine now for three years, three or four years. Mm -hmm. Definitely got it at, towards the beginning or the yeah towards the beginning of the pandemic. And, you know, I I have told people, though, that have yeah. come over to be like, hey, look, just to let you know, that handle is a bidet. 
Now, some people have asked me what a bidet is, and I've had to reevaluate my friendships with them. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but like, again, like we act like that though because we know and we <laughs> what a bidet is because we had that experience at the resort I, where they I had knew, bidets. But we knew what a bidet was. As soon as we saw it, we was like, oh, they got a bidet. Yes, that's true. And, there, and theirs was an attachment as well because an, an original bidet is a separate it's a yes. separate thing. It's a whole separate thing that yeah. looks like a water fountain, but listen, <laughs> it is not. It's not. Don't, don't, don't put your lips down there. Do not, not put your lips down there. It's just not. <laughs> you learn that the hard way. We have talked way too long about bidets. We have, but I, but I'm a strong proponent of bidets. And trust me, ladies and gentlemen, you can get one on Amazon. They're not that expensive. The most that you'll pay uh, for an attachment. Um, is like fifty or sixty dollars, and that's yeah. for a heated one. Um, it's it's not hard to attach to your toilet, and if you think that, first of all, if you ain't using wet wipes, you're an animal. Um, I'm no. just gonna point that out. No, 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 no. Since the beginning of time, people have used toilet paper and been right. just fine. Well, no, I don't believe that. That's people who don't wipe good. No, that's a difference. I, don't, no, I think there's I, a difference between no. not wiping good. No, no, <laughs> no. Because there's a there's a large swath of the population that gotta hide them drawers at the bottom of the hamper. Because I, 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 I'll say this: I saw mm-hmm. somebody compare this one time, and I was like, "This makes perfect sense." Okay. He was talking to a friend that didn't have wet wipes. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, why don't you? He was like, toilet paper does the job good enough. He said, okay, if you go outside and put your hand in mud and I give you a dry paper towel, is that clean to you? Right. Or do you need a wet paper towel to truly, truly clean your hand off? And that person was like, oh, you're absolutely right. And I was like, uh, yes. You know who, uh, I say that too, but I I don't say mud. You're better than me. I say if you put your hand in some shit. I see, uh, Jay. <laughs> Jay, I'm trying to stop using these oh, cuss I words. We, I thought we get one. one uh, yeah, I'm, tr- I'm trying. I'm, yeah, well, I'm trying to stop. Okay, because we're about All to get right. monetized, and we ain't Joe Rogan, so so we can't listen. We can't I, do li- that. I watch a lot of YouTube, and they cuss just as much. <laughs> And they're not monetized. Yes, they are. No, they are not unless they have a name behind them. Look at their subscriber list and look at ours. We can't do that. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, anyway, if you put your hand in some dookie. You could have just said excrement. You, there's so many other words What's, that you can now use. What, now, what is wrong with Dookie? Now, I, now wait a minute now. <laughs> I, you know you know what is Dookie? This whole conversation, I'm so, tired, really of talking about, I'm so tired of talking about it, this. We, we have talked. I, I said that three minutes ago that we've been talking too long about bidets. And then all I said was, is that if you don't use at least wet wipes, you're a savage. And I stand by that comment. I feel like that's an exaggeration, but another person said something mm. similar of like, they don't use a dishwasher. And I was like, why don't you use a dishwasher? And it was something like, would you get into the shower and just rinse off? And I'm like, yeah, the dishwashers nowadays <laughs> have several things rotating yeah. and all that. Yeah. The plate is clean. 
clean. It's right. clean. Uh, like uh, that, that's a ridiculous I use, statement. I use the little cascade total and, pack and all the little things and whatever. Right. And it's not the same equivalent equivalency because when you get into the shower and you just rinse off, you didn't even add any soap. Right, you just jumped right. in the shower. Right, you add soap to a dishwasher. So that was yes. a poor. That was a poor analogy, and your friend, your friend should be stomped on the big toe. But hand washes, hand washes all her dishes. Okay, I mean, hey, look, I hand wash the majority. I rarely use my dishwasher, but I live by myself, so I, I use it one. once a week. Um, because again, there's one person, so I use it once a week. Um, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, I, I absolutely use the dishwasher. The hell, yeah. and yeah. even even if even if it just is rinsing the plate, guess what? If the plate look clean, I'm eating off of it. Hmm. I'm using the cup. I'm using the plate. I don't give a damn. It works. Well, it's fine. I don't know. I even even though all my stuff is clean, especially my glasses. Like when I pull them out of the cabinet, I rinse them off before I put anything in them. That's a black thing. We all do that. Okay. All right. Yeah. And, and we you all, <laughs> you all, everybody takes the cup out, takes the sink, rinse the cup because it's we been say, sitting in the cabinet. We say it's a black thing, and it might not necessarily be a black thing. A lot of things. Everybody that we say, I know who does that is black. <laughs> well, I mean, you don't hang out with a lot of non-black people. That's the difference between Trust me and you. I our, have our, a our, very our, diverse our, friend group. I, look, I've been to your parties, and it's not diverse. It's not nearly as diverse as mine. Oh, now who I invite into my house? That's different. <laughs> well, then they're not your friends if you wouldn't they invite them into my house. They are my friends. No, we got to be careful. We got to be careful. <laughs> they are on. my friends. Okay, let's switch topics. This daily dialing is going all over the place, but that's okay. We're going to do the rip from the headline segment next. But mm-hmm. and I was talking to a friend of mine, mm-hmm. and uh, they're white, they're older, and they have a problem with understanding race relations, and. They, I, I, I'm specifically saying they, so nobody knows the gender of the person I'm talking about, but they mm-hmm. are constantly making comments about race relations in this country. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, they're making comments. They're not asking me questions. Right. And I said, wow, you, I, I told them one day, you know, you always make comments, but it's pretty clear you're not trying to learn anything. And this is how I talk to people that, Anybody, for fact of the matter, as a friend or not, decide to talk to anybody. I was like, it's pretty clear that you're not trying to learn anything. She was like, damn, I just said it's mm. a she. Well, mm. I tried the best I could. She you was did. like, she was like, why do you say that? I was like, you have an excellent resource right in front of you. Not only do you have a black man in front of you, number one, you have a black man in front of you that's grown up in every single economic uh, level that there is, except for yeah. rich. Yeah. Not rich. Uh, but but l- poor, like welfare poor, low class, working class, working middle class, middle class, upper middle class. Yeah. All different environments. Lived yeah. in lived in all different type of neighborhoods, all black yeah. neighborhoods, mixed neighborhoods, all white neighborhoods. Right. Yes. Had shared a um, shared one bedroom with his siblings until he was like nine, 10 years old, mm-hmm. then had his own bedroom. In a complete separate section of the house. So, like you, and I said, you have a historian, you have a legitimate person that has a history degree, and part of it is in American history. So, I said, if you really wanted to learn, if you really wanted to learn, you would ask me because I'm your one friend that you have that's black. 
And she said, no, that's not true. I said, okay, I went to your retirement party. Mm -hmm. How many black people were there? I was the only one. Yeah. I'm your only black friend. Yeah. Huh. I was like, you don't have any gay friends. You don't have any transgender friends. You don't have, you have any friends that's in the LGBTQ plus community. Mm -hmm. I was like, hell, I'm your only democratic friend. I'm your only friend that's a Democrat. So I was like, how diverse is your group? I'm the only diversity in your group. So I say all that to say this. (laughs) My group is more diverse than your group. Oh, yeah. I I mean, I would say that that's accurate, but I think that's a reflection of where we live. Um, Mm -hmm. You live in a much more diversity than... Not to say that Atlanta is not extremely diverse. It is, but it's like... It's almost, everybody's got their own pocket. Like it does feel yeah. very much segregated sometimes. Yeah. When I've been down there, it's been basically there are like areas, like the times that I've gone out and, and gone out to drink mm-hmm. and party, it's been either predominantly black people or predominantly white people. It's yeah. never like mixed. And here yeah. in the DC area, there's a lot of places that you go that yeah. are just mixed. So yeah. I guess you're right. There's yeah, right. not a whole lot of, from what I've seen in the nearly decade that I've been down here, there's just not a lot of mixing. Yeah. Yeah. You're it's, right about that. Yeah. I don't yeah. know what the original thing was that I had to throw you under the bus to say you don't have diverse friends. Uh, oh, because you said it was a black thing that people clean out their glasses. And, and yeah. a lot of times we equate black things and there's a lot of similarities between black things and Southern. So yes. people that are from the South will do certain things and right. because the majority of black people generationally come from the South, certain right. customs have been passed down to us. Black History Moment, Black History Month fact, the majority of black people that are that are here that can trace their generations back, even a few generations, because a lot of us have a really difficult time of doing that. Mm-hmm. We can see, we can go back to grandparents, sometimes great grandparents, but great, great grandparents. Mm, that's uh, really we, tough. We, we are fortunate. We do know who our one side, are. No. one side, both. Mm, no, we never met our paternal grand grandmother's parents. Oh, yeah, they weren't alive when we, but we know who they are. It's not like their okay, identities yeah. were lost in some way. We knew who they, we, I, we weren't alive when they were alive or we were, oh, but, but we were very great, great grandparents. Forget about it. Yeah, no. Yeah, forget about it. Uh, but most of the black people that, mm-hmm. that are in this country that could trace even a few generations back, guess what? All from the South. Mm hmm. So a lot of those black and and southern customs go are parallel to each other. So yeah. when we say it's a black thing, it's it's a black thing, but it's yeah. also a southern thing. You'll find a lot of southern people to do this very very similar things. Well, thank you, Mister History. I that. <laughs> that's, that's, that's my new name. Remember, Mister Wizard? He was the yeah. science guy. Now I'm now Mister I'm Mister History. I don't like that name. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that was a new segment called Mister History. Shut up. <laughs> History mystery with Mr. History. (laughs) Kiss my ass. All right. And the next segment, we're going to be doing the very first segment of Ripped from the Headlines. That's coming up next. Hey there, podcast listeners. It's Bruce Anthony here. And welcome to another episode of Unsolicited Perspectives. Today, 
I want to talk to you about something that's been on my mind lately, the importance of staying hydrated and taking care of ourselves. Whether it's prioritizing our health and wellness, or gearing up for festival seasons, or just gearing up for whatever season or time of year, there's one brand that's been my go-to for all things hydration, Liquid IV. Speaking of health and wellness, let's dive into how Liquid IV can fuel your well-being. Imagine starting your day off right, feeling refreshed and energized. Liquid IV Hydration Multiplier is the missing piece in your daily routine. With just one stick, you get five essential vitamins and two times faster hydration than water alone. It's perfect for those early mornings, pre-workout boosts, moments when you're just feeling run down, or even after a late night or long flights. I absolutely love how convenient Liquid IV is. The packaging makes it easy to bring with me wherever I go. And let me tell you, it's become vital daily part of my routine. The flavors, <laughs> let me tell you something, they're incredible. From refreshing sea berry and strawberry lemonade to classics like lemon lime and watermelon, there's a flavor for every preference. It's like a burst of hydration with a hint of deliciousness. Picture this. One stick of liquid IV mixed in 16 ounces of water, hydrating you two times faster and more efficient than water alone. And with 12 mouthwater and flavors, you'll never get bored with your hydration routine. Plus, liquid IV is packed with five essential vitamins, B3, B5, B6, B12, and of course, vitamin C. It's also made with premium ingredients, non-GMO, free of gluten, dairy, and soy. This is hydration at its finest, but it doesn't stop there. Liquid IV believes that access to clean and abundant water is the foundation of a healthier world. That's why they partner with leading organizations finding innovative solutions to help communities protect both their water and their futures. It's incredible to know that Liquid IV has already donated over 39 million servings in 50 plus countries around the world. They truly walk the talk. Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code unsolicited at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code unsolicited at liquidiv.com. Remember folks, taking care of ourselves should always be a priority. So why wait? Head over to liquidiv.com, pick your favorite flavors and experience hydration like never before. Stay refreshed, stay hydrated, and keep rocking those unsolicited perspectives. All right, Jay. Like I said, we're starting this new segment called Rip from the Headlines. Yes. And uh, straight stealing it from Law & Order SVU because they, they yeah. always promoted a show that's like Rip from the Headlines. We ain't yeah. doing no acting. Um, no. We just giving you guys a story and then giving you our takes on it. The first one um, is extremely heartbreaking. Yeah. So this is kind of the reason why we gave y'all that tomfoolery <laughs> in that first segment. And that's exactly what it was. Full it was. Tomfoolery. It was tomfoolery because this next subject is, is, is really challenging. So, Jay, down in your neck of the woods, a mm -hmm. baby named Trayvon Taylor Jr. was decapitated during delivery at a hospital in Georgia. Yeah. Uh, the Clayton family, no, the Clayton County Medicare Examiner's Office ruled the cause of death cause of death as homicide due to a broken neck. The baby C1 and C2 cervical spine vertebrae were severed. 
Now, I know what you guys are thinking. Well, wait a minute. How was a baby decapitated at the hospital? So Mm -hmm. the baby died in July 2023 after a physician allegedly applied so much force attempting to free the child from the mother's birth canal that the child's spine was completely severed. The mother, Jessica Ross, suffered early rupture of her membranes. Mm-hmm. And later, her baby was trapped in the birth canal because of a condition called shoulder dys- dystocia. Dystocia. Uh, yeah. I don't know what that is, but I have a OBGYN friend, so I'm going to be talking to them about this. Mm-hmm. Um, the f- this is the well, family's... Uh, well, go ahead. We actually uh, had that issue. Um, our cousin, our aunt's son... Um, I don't know if you remember when he was born, he had very broad shoulders and ended up, uh, his shoulder got stuck and he, uh, fractured his shoulder coming out. Which aunt? We don't have to say a name, but whose sibling? Mom's youngest sibling. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. He was in a, he was in a cast for, uh, first few months of his life. Oh, I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, the family alleges that the hospital lied to them and pushed for the baby to be cremated immediately. Mm-hmm. Uh, the family's attorneys filed a lawsuit in August 2023 against the hospital. Um, the, the family statement was that uh, stated at a press conference, we need justice for our son. Now, yeah. we'll get into show the dystocia in a minute, but I just wanted to get your original th- thoughts uh Jay, on all of this, because this is really, really a sad situation. Yeah. So I remember hearing about the story. Of course, I live in Georgia. So, you know, it was it was it circulated around and it was like early summer that I remember hearing. And I honestly thought that it had to be clickbait because it was too kind of horrible to think about mm-hmm. that um medical professionals would try to cover up something horrible allegedly if allegedly, the alle- yeah. if the allegations are true um and that is what happened um taking away their license jail time literally for everybody in the room because yeah. nursing staff I don't care who was in the room everybody in the room that decided all of them together that they were going to lie to this man and this woman about what happened to their child. So Um, allegedly there's more details to this case. Allegedly mm -hmm. um, the hospital pushed for early cremation. They decided against it. They wanted Mm -hmm. to bury the child. And the only reason why they found out is because the mortician was like, yo, why is this baby's head? not attached. Right. And the family was saying, well, what do you mean? Because we saw the baby, the, the hospital mm-hmm. showed them the baby, like wrapped the baby up and showed them the baby. So allegedly, allegedly the hospital propped up the baby's head so that the parents wouldn't have known yeah. that the baby had been decapitated during the birth. And, yeah. and, and the thing about the shoulder dystocia um, like I said, it's a it's a situation where your shoulders get caught up in the birth canal. It's it's way more complicated than that. But basically, um, 
they have to do a, a C-section. Yeah. Uh, they find out, they find, but they don't find out about this until as they're, they're in the process of giving birth. And yeah. they say it's pretty disgusting, but they say it's kind of like a turtle head. Like the baby is trying to come out, but can't because the shoulders are stuck. And that's when mm-hmm. they realize, that's when they immediately get all medical personnel, bring them to this room because they need to do immediate surgery. And that immediate yes. surgery is a C-section because obviously you can't pull the baby out. Right. Um, the way this doctor tried to. Yeah. And, and it's not like they don't have different tools, suction, forceps, different, different, um, you know, uh, ways of turning the baby to try to try to, it's not like there's not things like that, but I feel like when you get to the point where you're pulling so hard that, and, and there's too like, I, I'm sorry, at what point did this doctor again, allegedly at this what is point alleged. are you saying, Hey, I think we need to just go ahead and, and do the C-section because I cannot get the baby out without injuring you or the child. Well, they know they, they know. In that in that time from from shoulder distortion for what I've researched, they know immediately that's what it is. Yes, and they're like, okay, well, the baby's not coming out this way. We need to do an, a C section. So, I don't know what was going on with this doctor. I don't know, like the to completely compress the 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 baby C one and C two and pull the head off. So um, to be to be clear i don't think that the head was completely severed i think that his spinal column and vertebrae and that because i i just can't imagine it like there's i from they said decapitated what part of decapitated is your body your head is still stuck to your body well now i gotta look up does it mean does it I, mean I, fully? That's what decapitated means. That's what <sighs> decapitated means. And and every, I, I researched it because I was like, all right, this is the first article that I read. Let me see if I can find something else. But in every single article that I read, it said allegedly decapitated. And the gross thing about all this allegedly is that they propped the baby's head up and, yeah. and 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 showed the parents just because the pa- parents wanted to see the body. That's not uncommon for you to give a stillbirth or for the baby to die right after birth for the for the family to want to see the body. Is there something cathartic that goes along yeah. with that? Uh, so that's not uncommon for people out there who have never had kids and never had known anybody that's ever gone through something like this. That's not uncommon. Uh, but for the hospital to one push allegedly push for an early cremation. And then push, then prop it up. And it was the mortician saying, hey, this baby's head ain't attached to his body. What happened? Right, right. Um, and every single article that I researched for this said these same things, allegedly. I can't, the I, articles didn't allegedly say this. They said that. But all yeah. of it said this, these situations surrounding them was allegedly. So, yeah. I mean... I couldn't imagine losing a child and then find out that you lose a child. And this happens because the mortality rate in this country is, I think, I think I was reading statistic that said the mortality rate in this country is higher than any um, non, like any first world country 
like established countries of the first world, everybody talks about these third world countries, but established countries of the first world, like our mortality rate is extremely high, mm. uh, higher than most. And you look at situations like this and you just say, what the hell? Right. I'm sure this is the first time that and it's not just the doctor. There are nurses. There are people there. It's not just a doctor delivering the baby by itself. There are nurses there. Yeah. There are people in the room. There are people in the room. So uh, it it just it's heartbreaking. I feel for the Taylor uh, Taylor. And what's uh, what's what's the baby's name? Um, Trevon. No, not not the baby. Um, the child, because she's she was she's young. The mother, uh, Jessica. Jessica Ross. Mm-hmm. I, I feel for Jessica and, and Trayvon um, Senior. Senior, yeah. And um, I, you know, I, that's it, just a if, sad story. If this is really, truly what happened, if the allegations are correct, I hope that that their child and them that they get justice because that's unimaginable. What surprised me was the fact that this is just now coming to my radar. This happened well over six months ago. Well, yeah. actually six we, months ago. Six we months heard ago. about it down here. But again, when I heard it, I was like, I can't, I can't imagine. It didn't a world get national which... traction though. It did not no. get national traction. I am no. just now finding out about it. It just now came across my timeline. And I, well, that's, ladies and gentlemen, well, that's another comment on the priority of black life mm. in this country. But that's mm. a See, I didn't even say, ladies and gentlemen, I didn't even say that it was a it was a black family. But just in case y'all wanted to know, it was it was a black yeah. family in Clayton County. If anybody, County. if anybody from Georgia, I say Clayton County, you're you gonna immediately think oh, it's a black family. Yeah, okay, because <laughs> Clayton County is like that. I would say Clayton County is primarily black. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that was. That sad story. This next story is either going to make you angry, make you laugh, or both. It could be both. Could it's be both. a it's an article in the Guardian, and the article title is called "New York Vigilantes Take Down a Migrant Quotation on Live TV." But he was from the U.S. So mm. what happened? The incident occurred during a live interview on Fox News with Curtis. Sil Sil Celia? I Cilia. think it's, it's Sliwa. That could be what it is. Sliwa. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't it okay. It's Sliwa. We're gonna just say Curtis. Curtis, Curtis Sliwa. Curtis Sliwa, who is the founder of the Guardian Angels and New York City-based vigilante group. Uh during the interview on Fox News. Uh, an off-screen disturbance took place in the camera pan to show a group members confronting an unidentified man, pushing him to the sidewalk, placing him in the headlock. Curtis claimed that the man was a migrant and had been shoplifting. But here's the thing. The man was not a migrant, but a New Yorker from the Bronx. Uh, the police provided no evidence to support Curtis's allegation that the man was caught stealing because that was his allegation that the man was caught stealing. According yeah. to the New York Police Department spokesman, officers arrived arrived to find the man detained by bystanders, the uh, guardians. Uh, the bystanders after uh, allegedly tried to disrupt a live interview. Uh, the man was issued a disorderly conduct summons because he was acting in, in a loud and threatening manner on a public sidewalk. Uh, 
This incident has generated waves of backlash against city asylum seekers. Some advocates for immigrants have blamed local officials and the police department for stroking fears of a migrant crime wave, even as the city's crime rate remains largely unchanged since the arrival of tens of thousands of asylum seekers. Let me be clear to point that out. There Mm -hmm. is a crisis on the border. Yes. There is. You are not going to hear me say that there is not. However, the framing on the crisis on the border has to do with uh, some people calling it an invasion. It is not an invasion. Yeah, when people is, coming into the country is not the problem. Yeah. Uh, well, no, I mean, that's, there's, a lot, there's a lot of people coming into the country. Uh, yeah, there's always there been... A lot of people coming in. Not like this. This is a lot. This is a lot. This is abnormal. This is a lot. There are asylum seekers, and I'm not even going to get into the the politics of the asylum seekers and and why they're seeking asylum. I see too many people who don't know the history of the U.S. involvement in Central and South America of destabilizing governments, um, putting in people in power that we think are our benefit. A lot of things that Putin is doing that we all admit is horrible. We have done in Central and South America and completely destabilized these countries because we were combating, quote unquote, communism. Um, And the only country that we could not do it to was Cuba. Matter of fact, if you want to talk about a crime wave from immigration in this country, you could go back to the Mariana boat lift when Fidel Castro emptied out his prisons put them all on boats and ship them to America. And there was a crime rate increase because he sent criminals. But these people, by and large, are not criminals. And if they do commit crime, nine times out of 10, it's against other Latino people. Not saying that that's good, but what I'm saying no, is- but you this, commit oh, crimes in your geographical location. Right. And what I'm saying is- is that there is not a crime wave. They have you up in arms and fearful because the people are different than you. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't go for, I'm not just talking about white people. I'm talking about everybody. The people Mm -hmm. are different than you because you hear black people saying like, I'm scared. You hear other Latino people from that are here, but from different countries saying that they are scared because they're different from you. But mm-hmm. they're escaping a hellscape. Yeah. That, guess what? We had a little hand in creating. But um, yeah, there's been this narrative, and it was just funny because he was this guy, the, the founder of the Guardians, was uh, doing this live interview. They say they caught a, a migrant shoplifting. The dude wasn't shoplifting, he was causing a ruckus because there's been a history of the Guardian Angels. Targeting people of color. Now, surprise, surprise. Well, their initial premise was there was a huge crime wave in the 70s in New York. And there was. There was a huge crime wave in the 70s in New York. Yeah. Um, That movie, The Warriors, if anybody has ever seen the movie, The Warriors, uh, where they talk about all these teenage gangs. I know you love that movie. I love that movie. It's it's fictionalized as in the gangs weren't that 
colorful. There weren't <laughs> mimes and skates uh, riding around beating right. up people. But there were yeah. legitimately gangs all over the place. The mafia was running wild, and there was it was it was called Fear City. There mm-hmm. was legitimate crime going on in the subways. And yeah. they said the police weren't doing enough. So they started this group to just patrol uh, the subways to help people. The only problem is, is when you have untrained people and sometimes trained people out there doing policing, because that's what yeah. they are doing, policing, yeah. you, your, your, your personal beliefs bleed into that. And then you start to see the enemy as not your reflection, as a reflection of the, what the media portrays the enemy to be. Yes. And the majority of the time, the bad guys in all TV shows or movies, poor, black and brown, mm-hmm. rich, white and evil, foreign. Those are the bad guys. Yeah. Um, so you tend to look at those people as the bad guys. But I thought it was funny that, that Fox News had thought and it was on Sean Hannity, too. Fox oh, News, I thought they got this great interview, and here they are. It wasn't a migrant worker. So no. it disproved everything that they were saying. And it just, my question is, if you're going to stop someone that you think was allegedly uh, what shoplifting, mm-hmm. okay, <laughs> where did you get, where did you even get that he was migrant? Like, where did that even come oh, from? Oh, here's the, here's the kicker. Yeah. So the article says where the where because he because Curtis came out and said it he was speaking Spanish with a with a bunch of other Spanish people. Uh, excuse me. I don't know if anybody has ever been to the Bronx, and I know things have changed from gentrification, right. but there is a reason why they call it the Spanish section of the Bronx because there is a Spanish section of the Bronx. Yeah, there's a lot of Latino people all yes. throughout New York City that speak Spanish. Yes. So, I so don't know. it was it was a uh, you know uh, racial profiling. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course it is. Well, I yeah. mean, of course it's going to be racial profiling because they're thinking that all all illegal immigrants are all. Um, Latino people coming from the southern border when the majority of legal Im- illegal immigrants in this country are not coming from the southern border. No. They're from right here. They're, they, they, they come in, they visit, they just don't go back. And they're from yeah. all over. There's a lot of people from Eastern European countries that do yeah. this. Guess but what? That's... They, don't, they don't look like the migrant workers. No. Nobody's targeting them. Yeah. The, <laughs> I, I believe the statistic is that more people who are here undocumented are uh, arrived on planes. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely their visas true. Ju- their visas just expired mm-hmm. and they stayed. And they stayed. But as long as you're white presenting, <laughs> nobody's going to hassle you. Yeah. And you had to be completely white presenting because there's a lot of Latinos who are white presenting. But if you got that accent, you got that accent. Nah, that's not going to fly. But I thought it was funny because, of course, of course, they would make a big production on Fox News and it'd be false. Why? Because the majority of information that Fox News gives you is false. I mean, completely and blatant lies. Yeah, they're they're being sued millions, billions of dollars constantly because of the lies. 
if, if y'all would just do a deep dive, and guess what? It don't even have to be that deep on Rupert Murdoch and see how he got his start when he bought the New York Post and how he won the New York newspaper wars because he created sensationalized headlines that drew readers to his newspaper. That's what he's always been about. He's not anywhere near a journalist, nor has anybody in, that's in his family been a journalist, a true journalist. They are business people and their business is to sell news. And what sells news? Sensationalism, Sense. fear, yeah. um, especially fear. Fear, fear, fear really works. Fear mongering is number one. Number one. It's number one. I don't know. Jay, did you find it funny at all or just um, say it? Yeah, it was more, it was more, not just, not disappointing. Yeah, disappointing, but not surprising. Not surprising at all. I'm going to use a word and hopefully I can get it out right. Because y'all know my speech impediment. It was apropos. Apropos of what? uh, Of, of, you know, news and, and fake news and real fake news and, and propaganda and, and, and they got, and they got caught. Yeah. But but Fox News won't do a retraction. No, of course not. They got what they wanted. They want to keep pushing that migrants are all criminals and that's just Yeah, the they only just, they just I'm, want a I'm better sure, life. I'm sure the only thing that they're gonna say is, Well, I mean he might not have been, but that doesn't mean yeah. that this isn't coming and blah blah blah, replacement theory, blah blah blah. But oh but don't get it <laughs> twisted. I'm not saying that there aren't any criminals that are coming in from the southern border during this crisis. I'm not saying that at all. You get some good people, you get some bad people. That is just the way it is in every walk of life. I'm saying the majority of these people are not criminals. They're coming here to try and find a better life. And hell, they're going through hell just to get here. Yeah, the journey itself is perilous. If we are true in our desire to be that uplifting nation, that beacon of hope, that beacon of light, and we can't take in people when they're at their absolute worst, then we need then to take we the special liberty down. Yeah, then we were never that. But but if you go throughout our history, I'm just going to be real honest with you guys, our history, even during World War II, let me explain something to you guys. We didn't really take in Jewish people happily. And you can, this is documented during the presidents and the politicians during that time. Not only did we not accept Jewish people in, I'm not, we, when I say we, I'm talking about us as America. I'm not talking about mm-hmm. me personally. I'm right. talking about Americans and Americans in power. Cause this was 1940s. We know black people didn't have no power. So w- during this, during World War II and the rise in Nazi Germany and the Holocaust, when Jewish people were trying to come into this country, we let some in. But also during this time, they didn't let them into their main institutions, their main jobs. Do you know where a lot of Jewish educators went to start working? This is another Black History Month uh, fact. Do you know where a lot of Jewish educators went to go work? Uh, In Black schools. HBCUs. That's right. We were the only ones that were giving these Jewish educators jobs because 
the prestigious universities were not hiring them. And it's been well documented. The Harvard, the Harvards, the Yales, the Ivy Leagues weren't doing it, but we accepted them in the HBCU. And that's another Black History fact during Black History Month. I love it. All right, Jay. So, (laughs) all right. This is a funny thing. My sister was like, you can't just add this next thing. And I probably could, but she don't do the post-production. And I know how she she can do editing and all this stuff, but she don't do it. So I'm not going to do it. So there was this TikTok that Jay sent me that I thought was really interesting that I'm going to play for you guys. And um, me and my sister are going to give our thoughts on it. But honestly, I know that you guys want to hear our thoughts, but we also want to hear your thoughts. So for those people out there listening, for those people out there watching, you know, make comments. Some of y'all YouTube comments is not going to get through. Not the real comments. Y'all trolls, you're not going to get through. I'm going to be real honest with you. It's not going to get through. But other people that legitimately are are listeners and fans and and, want to give up their opinion about this, please, please give up their opinion. So this is from... uh, Life Coach Sean. Her name is Shonda. I follow her on all of her platforms, but you can find her as Life Coach Sean. she makes some great content, a lot of relationship-based content. Um, so check her out. All right, guys, here it is. A woman's ex-boyfriend died and left her $700,000 in a will despite having a pregnant wife. Now his family is demanding she give the money back. So let me give you some backstory. So these two were together for almost 20 years and they were never able to conceive. So eventually she finds out that her man is cheating on her. So they break up. Six months after the breakup, he marries the woman that he was cheating on her with. So the girlfriend ends up finding a new man, but that doesn't keep the ex from contacting her. Like on her birthday or Christmas, he would always send her a little message here and there, uh, but she would never respond. So eventually the new woman and her boyfriend conceive a child. He finds out that they had a daughter together. He gets really upset. He sends her a really nasty letter about how she was no good and how uh, she must have been cheating the whole time. And that ends up being the last time that she hears from him. A while later, she gets a message from an attorney saying that her man had passed away. He left her something in the will. Matter of fact, he left her everything. He left her his entire $700,000 estate despite him being married and his current wife being pregnant with his child. Along with the will, he also left a letter apologizing to her for all the pain that he had caused her and telling her that he wished her and her new family well. And he's like, this money that I'm leaving you is going to help you to do that. But the new wife is not having it. She is clearly extremely upset. She's like, I'm the one who's pregnant with his baby. I'm the one who was his wife. I'm going to need you to give me that money. And she's like, no, he left it to me in the will. And also he made this letter making it very clear what he wanted his last wishes to be. What do y'all think? Now, my thing is, if it were me, I would, would I give her all the money back? Absolutely not. But I would make some kind of provisions for the child um, because that is his child. Maybe it's some kind of trust fund that he could get access to when he's 21 years old or something like that. Have some kind of college fund or something set up for the child. But to give her the money? No. If that man wanted you to have it, he would have left it to you. And she also spent 20 years with that man. Like, that time should account for something. And that's what he wanted. I know people, when somebody passes away, people want to do what they want to do. And they like to say, well, this person would have wanted it that, that way or they would have wanted it this way. No, you do whatever that person says that they want. Their dying wish is the wish that you definitely have to grant. A woman's ex-boyfriend. All right. So <laughs> I have my thoughts on on this. But Jay, what was your thoughts on it? I, I, I want to hear yours first because I think we're going to disagree. 
Okay. Um, so I, first of all, that dude ain't, ain't, he's trash. And I say he's trash for several reasons. One, he cheated and got another woman pregnant after 20 years of being together with one woman. One, new woman, he decides to marry because she's going to have his, his child. Old woman gets together with a new person and she's able to conceive and have a child, which means that somebody was looking after her in the first place. If you spiritual was God saying 20 years, y'all ain't conceived a child and y'all tried, there was a reason for it. Yeah. So she got a new man, whatever. An old man is still hitting her up, contacting her. And when she's like, I got a new man, I got a new family, he flip out. Yeah. He flash on her. Flash, ladies and gentlemen, is something that one of my ex-girlfriends said I do, used to do. When I lose my temper, I flash out in anger. I don't do that anymore. I have very much matured. We're talking about over 20 years ago, but that's what I always use. And I think she listens to the show. So yes, this is a shout out to you. So he flashes out on, on, on his old boo of 20 years. And and she's like, just don't contact me no more. He dies Mm -hmm. and then decides to leave all his money to his old boo. Mm -hmm. He was wrong for cheating. Mm -hmm. He was wrong for, for lashing out. He was wrong for not taking care of his own child. If I was her, I would do exactly like Shawanda said. I would create some type of trust or something for that child. Uh, but y'all ain't getting this money. That child's education would be taken care of or that child, when it reaches a certain age, is going to have some money to do something with. Because I feel like if if they had a relationship and, and she truly cared about this man, she would want to make sure that that child is taken care of. And, and not like, you know, just throwing money at him, but like set him up for life, right? Yeah. If, if the daddy had $700,000, his estate is worth $700,000. That baby shouldn't have to struggle in its adult life if they manage money right, right? If they mm-hmm. got a trust or if they got a college education or both, right? Yeah. You got $700,000, yeah. uh, you, can, you can do a lot of money that will grow. You can put that money in a trust that will grow over 18 years. Yeah, um, for sure. So that's what I would do. Yeah. Uh, but I wouldn't give it all the money back. Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. I've spent 20 years with that man. I'm, that got to pay for something. I'm giving the money back. The, wow. This whole, this whole situation is deeply, deeply weird. He is. is giving her his estate yeah. for her child with someone else. Right. He has no ties to her. None. That 20 years. Well, 20 years. That's a long time. That, but that, but y'all never got married and you never had no kid. What was y'all doing for 20 years? Nothing. It was common law. If they was married for 20 years is when common law actually still existed. Then she should have got alimony. Well, she did. It was a $700,000 uh, estate at the end. But for me, I don't know. I think about the karma of it. I agree. I would have given, I would have taken the money. If your dying wish is for me to have that money, mm-hmm. then I have it to do with what I want. And what I want is to put it in a, a trust for that child. All for of it? your actual child. Yeah. I. That's, I... 
You wouldn't even no. take a hundred grand off the top. Come, on, Jay. I know you no. like money. You wouldn't have took a hundred grand off the. My- listen to me. I love money. <laughs> I know I, you do. I, I, I listen. I love money. Okay. I, <laughs> I thought I have thought about a lot of criminal enterprises of how I can get money. <laughs> And a lot of it real quick. And I'm not above being a criminal. Like I'm oh, not let's that, let's stop putting our business out there in the streets like oh, this. I'm you know, not got, I'm got, not a criminal. I'm saying so. that I'm not above being one. Yeah, okay. Okay, All because right. I love money. But mm-hmm. what <laughs> but um no, like it 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 would be so weird and unsettling to me. Because why? why? Because I have a life with someone else and we have a child and I didn't even respond to you when you would hit me up over the years. Like, why are no, no, you no. They, giving they did me... Re- she did respond no, back. It, no, it... it uh, Shonda said every time he would hit her up, she wouldn't answer. And then he found out she had a child. Oh. No. And then no. he passes away and he leaves her his entire estate. Yeah, I mean that maybe he did the will like when they were still together and didn't redo the will. I what I'm hoping is there's still like a pension or like social security or something that the wife does get, but this like bulk is maybe like a life insurance policy that he had. And he's mm-hmm. like, I want to say if that's the case and the wife is getting things, you know, she's getting his pension, she's getting his, you know, social security or she's getting Hold things on. like that. You know, I don't think she owed a wife anything because that was the heifer that he was cheating with. Oh, no. And again, it's not going to her. I'm taking the money and putting it in a trust in the child's name. Yeah, okay. So the, the mom don't, don't get them. Yo ass, nothing. Right. So the mom is, don't get a thing. No. Okay. No, uh, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't owe her nothing. I, I'm sorry. The best I would do, the best I would do is maybe half the money. I would give to the child in a trust, maybe half. But you know what? A trust with $100,000 in it over the next 18 years, the child going to be all right. He's going to be all right. The child going to be all right. $600,000? You're not not wrong. And I don't think there is really a wrong answer. Yeah, I'm sure there's a moral one and an ethical one. I think the wrong answer would be just keep all the money. I Is think it? that would be because wrong. that really was his wish. He even wrote a letter so that she knew exactly why he was giving her all the money. I mean, she did spend twenty years with him, right? So there's, I, like I don't seven, really feel like only, there's a wrong answer. That's it's just only thirty-five You think about it, that's only thirty-five thousand dollars a year. Over twenty years, seven hundred thousand is only well, thirty-five thousand yeah, dollars a year. Yes, and if she did a majority <laughs> of the housework and things yeah, like you that, know what I'm saying? Like, this is just my salary from the times that, that I was. Yeah, that's, I mean yeah. that's all that really is. Is when you break it down yes. into a yearly a yearly salary, that's thirty-five thousand yeah. dollars a year. Yes. Now I don't okay. know if this is taxed or, or whatnot, because some of that stuff gets kind of murky when you uh, people pass away, and and, and uh, I'm not from a what I under- so I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I'm not a state planner, but from what I understand, the life insurance and stuff is not taxed for the beneficiaries. From what okay. I understand, I don't don't quote me on that because I just know I have life insurance. I don't know that. I, I think you got to pay tax on the that. interest that you if you once you put it in an account. I think you have to pay tax on that interest that it, it, it occur accrues each each year. 
Well, both of us are talking out of our behinds right now. Yeah, we really are. And I'm sure there are some accountants up there that are going to be like, well, actually, and you know what? I welcome that because I don't know. So please teach me something. Because I don't don't know know. if I'm going to remember to Google this afterwards. I might forget completely that we even talked about this. Right. Uh, (laughs) So, you know, we do a lot of shows. I don't know if y'all know about this, but, uh, you know, I just just filmed the show last night. So When y'all come up to us and be like, hey, you remember in this episode you did that? No. No, yeah, I do somebody, not. You would know better than said me. That yeah, somebody said that that was so good, that episode you did when you was talking about this. And I was like, unless it's specific interviews that I've done with people, I have no idea what you're talking about. I don't know. When it's, when it's the sibling happy hour or if it's the show that I'm doing by myself, I have no idea what you're talking about. When you say something, I'll be like, yeah. oh, yeah, I do remember kind of talking about that. Yeah. But I don't remember exactly what I said at no. all. No, because uh, listen- Half the time, I'm not listening to myself. Nope, we just, just talking. We just talking. I didn't get to. I didn't get to talk about Monique's interview on Club Shay Shay, but I do. If you like mess, <laughs> well, why don't we say that for next week? Why don't we we'll talk save about it for that? next week? Because I want to watch that interview. I've only seen clips of it. I want to watch the whole interview. Uh, so we'll say that for next week. That's a tease. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, that's a hey. tease for next week's Sibling Happy Hour. We're going to talk Coming about Monique on Club Shay Shay. So watch, I guess we giving uh, Shannon Sharp and Club Shay Shay some free pub. But I guess if y'all want to watch it. He don't need it. After, it? After, that, <laughs> after that interview with Cat Williams, he'll need it. Everybody knows about his show now. Yes. Freedom. Yeah. Yes, he does. Freedom. But Jay. What do you want to tell the people out there? Uh, yeah, that's what she's going to be saying all month, yeah. pretty much. I, it's my favorite time of the year. It's the shortest time of the year, but not this year. We have a leap year this year, so it's still the shortest days. month. It's still yeah, the shortest month. Is. There is no yeah. other month that has listen, 29 days. Listen, originally Carter G. Woodson was just hoping for a week, <laughs> and so we ended up getting a month. Okay, we so did. that's doing the best we can okay well like always thank you for listening thank you for watching and until next time as always i'll holla Woo! that was a hell of a show thank you for rocking with us here on unsolicited perspectives with bruce anthony now before you go don't forget to follow subscribe like comment and share our podcast wherever you're listening or watching it to it pass it along to your friends if you enjoy it that means the people that you rock will enjoy it also so share the wealth share the knowledge share the noise and for all those people that say well i don't have a youtube if you have a gmail account you have a youtube subscribe to our youtube channel where you can actually watch our video podcast but the real party is on our patreon page after hours uncensored and talking straight ish after hours uncensored is another show with my sister and once again the key word there is uncensored those are exclusively on our patreon page jump onto our website at unsolicitedperspective.com for all things us that's where you can get all of our audio video our blogs and even buy our merch and if you're really feeling genuine and want to help us out you can donate on our donations page donations go strictly to improving our software and hardware so we can keep giving you guys good content that you can clearly listen to and that you can clearly see so any donation would be appreciated most importantly i want to say thank you thank you thank you for listening and watching and supporting us and i'll catch you next time audi 5000 peace